to continue to fight and reject anti-Semitism in all of its forms. The rise in hate-motivated crimes against the Jewish community in the past few months is not only alarming, it's completely unacceptable. As Jewish Canadians... That's what Canada's Jewish community heard from the Prime Minister a year ago this month during the country's first ever National Emergency Summit on Anti-Semitism. The Trudeau government called it for July 21st, 2021, and it came right after the Hamas war with Israel when we started seeing astonishingly high levels of anti-Semitism in this country, higher than most people remember since the Second World War. There were TikTokers urging people to stab Jews, rocks got thrown at Jewish people in Montreal, and some Jews were even afraid to display mezuzahs on their doors or carry an Israeli flag on the street. For seven hours during the day-long summit, Canada's Special Envoy on Holocaust Remembrance and Antisemitism, Professor Erwin Kotler, met with the Prime Minister and many cabinet ministers, and they also heard from Jewish leaders and students and NGOs. So bottom line, since last July, the Liberals have pledged at least $30 million to help Jews feel safer. Canada has just outlawed Holocaust denial, and there's a new law still promised that would crack down on hate speech, including anti-Semitism, on the Internet. Yet with all the resources being devoted to fighting Jew hatred, has any of it worked? No, it hasn't quieted down. It's, the only thing that's quieted down is the reporting of it. But it, 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 it has not quieted down. That's the problem. And in fact, uh, we have more of it, you know, that is finding expression on, on, the, on the social media platforms and some like TikTok, which, you know, target young people in particular and so on. So it's it's actually getting worse. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Monday, July the 25th, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. The one-year anniversary of Canada's National Anti-Semitism Summit passed quietly Thursday, July 21st. Almost nobody noticed although the government did put out a tweet at 5.36 p.m. on that afternoon. In the years since the summit, there have been a lot of promises and concrete action, $28 million in the last budget, which includes money for new Holocaust museums in Toronto and Montreal. Ottawa's also been funding research and toolkits for schools to educate kids and teachers about Jew hatred and to teach police and law enforcement agencies also. And three months after the summit, in October, the government attended a conference in Malmö, Sweden, on anti-Semitism. Trudeau made the Office of the Special Envoy on Anti-Semitism and Holocaust Remembrance a permanent thing for the next five years. Professor Erwin Kotler got reappointed for a second term to the job. And by the way, he isn't being paid. He's doing it for free, except they cover his expenses for traveling to all those conferences and speeches that he gives. So to give a report card on what's been done in a year and what's left to do, I'm joined now by Professor Collar. So let's give this a, 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 a mark. Let's give this a number. Did they get a, a VG for very good? They get a good. They get E for excellent. They get NI needs improvement. <laughs> I don't know. You, you know, it's like, let's put it this way. The way I look at it is we have identifiable metrics, re-performance and implementation. Those identifiable metrics find expression in the Malmo pledges, they've found implementation in the budget, uh, uh, they find expression in the policy uh, initiatives and announcements of the ministry, et cetera, et cetera. I, I think that the actual implementation has been very good. The interesting thing about the, uh, the summit, how it came about very uh, quickly is uh, shortly 
after I was appointed, almost within days, I developed, a, and I'll send it to you, it's a 12-point action plan. Also, the proposal for an emergency national summit on anti-Semitism. But what triggered the actual adoption of the summit, uh, or, or hastened its adoption, was the Hamas war against Israel. And what prompted the date, July 21st, which is not that well known, um, was because I didn't know at the time when the prime minister told me that, you know, we're going to go ahead and do it. And then his people told me they're going to go ahead and do it. And I said, you know, I'm delighted that you appreciate the urgency, but we need to properly organize. I then learned that the reason it was earlier than when it, we thought it should have been for proper planning, but it was called an election. So now we know why. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of why, let's let's take break it down a little bit. What has been sort of uh, achieved from that summit to date? Okay, I think the uh, first and very important ongoing achievement of that summit uh, were the Malmo pledges, the pledges to the Malmo Conference on Holocaust Remembrance and Combating Anti-Semitism, uh, because the the Prime Minister. Uh, not only made the pledges, but he gave a keynote speech at the Malmo conference to announce the pledges. Uh, the first pledge was really to combat anti-Semitism, Holocaust denial, uh, distortion, hate crimes, and other forms of, of racism. So, so I found it was the National Summit, which also I think was part of the sensibilization of him understanding uh, the manner in which anti-Semitism was not just the conventional paradigm, you have to combat anti-Semitism from the, from the uh, far right, from the far left, from radical Islam, but the increasing mainstreaming, normalization, legitimation, particularly in the popular and the campus culture. The second thing is that the pledge was to engage with the Jewish community uh, regarding a national action plan to uh, combat hate as part of an overall anti-racism strategy. Now, uh, one of the things that I had always spoken about was the importance of allyship, that the minorities who are targeted need to work together. For example, online hate is not just targeting the Jews, although they're the ones most targeted, but it targets other minorities. And that has been uh, followed up. I've been in conversations uh, recently as, you know, two weeks ago with Ahmed Hussein, our Minister of Diversity and Inclusion, working on a national action plan against hate. The third thing was to establish, as he said, I'm laughing, you'll see what, establish the position uh, of a special envoy as a permanent role. And, and people then called me and said, oh, you're going to be the special envoy forever. I said, no, whoever is a special envoy, that is now going to be a permanent position. Right. You guys and got that, five and a bit million dollars over the next few years for that, yeah, right? So, so that was uh, that was in the budget. Yeah. The fourth thing was to com- to combat hate crimes and uh, online hate. And for that purpose, to strengthen uh, human rights legislation and the criminal code. Then then there was a a pledge uh, with respect to the importance of Holocaust education across generational lines and education of anti-Semitism because of the intersection of of, uh, the two. Uh, then there was, uh, seventh was to support the International Holocaust Remembrance uh, Group and uh, to support the enhancement adoption of the IRA definition. Now, how these 
pledge has been implemented, and I mentioned some ways, but then you talked about the budget is important. As far as I know, uh, the contributions announced in the budget, uh, for example, in the matter of Holocaust education and Holocaust remembrance education research, $20 million for the is the first time that a budget ever contained uh, that express contribution. What also is uh, less well known and almost not known is that I was speaking with, uh, I mentioned Minister Hussein, and we were able to announce recently at the uh, IRA conference, Canada is going to be doubling its contribution to IRA. Now that's particularly important. We have not increased our contribution to IRA since 2003. And then there was a couple of other legislation things. I'm going to jump in there for a sec, back to the budget, which contained the bill change to the criminal code, right? Which made illegal Holocaust denial, denigration, and and there's a third word. How big is that? Very important. And it's the implementation of the Malmo Pledge. And another one is that on the uh, 80th anniversary of the Wansi Declaration, at the UN General Assembly, Canada was a co-sponsor of that UN General Assembly resolution combating uh, Holocaust uh, denial and distortion. So this is another part and an important legislative initiative and component. Then, of course, there was the um, hate symbols and swastika private members bill, which was brought up in February by the NDP. Whatever happened with that? It's it's still there. Um, It will be, I guess, revisited in, in the fall. That gets to the other thing that I think you may have wanted to ask about, and that is this ongoing uh, issue with regard to uh, legislation for the combating of of online hate. Right. We should just reference to our viewers, of course, it's been back to the drawing board a couple of times, and uh, there's now a committee. But yeah, that that online hate bill, it's not going through as smoothly or as soon as the government promised in its first 100 days. So I think the, the, the law is clear uh, and being able to do this. It is a matter now of uh, Parliament uh, refining the legislation to ensure that it meets all the best uh, standards, uh, both with regard to protecting free speech and at the same time criminalizing particular uh, and incendiary hate speech on the internet. I think that can be done and I think we're on the way to, to get there and I hope that in the fall session of Parliament it will be adopted. You know, we've seen in the news the last couple of months, there's been so many reports, I'm sure you're following them in Montreal, hate crimes, hate speech, uh, arrests, graffiti arrests. So does that mean anti-Semitism is still on the rise or does it mean that the police are actually cracking down or does it mean something else? What does this mean? No, it it means, you know, that anti-Semitism is not only on the rise in Canada. You know, we've been witnessing what I would call a global explosion of anti-Semitism. You know, on the occasion of um, National Holocaust Remembrance Day, um, all the special envoys were convened for the first time in Jerusalem. And we met just in the aftermath of the annual audit of the League of Human Rights of B'nai B'rith. And you know about that and showed a dramatic rise, not only in anti-Semitism, but in violent anti-Semitism. The ADL reported a similar dramatic rise. Australia reported a 35% rise in and I, I can go on. In other words, the, the uh, globalization of anti-Semitism and, and its uh, resurgence. The second thing is, uh, that was uh, the paradox was, look, we have more 
forces involved in combating anti-Semitism than we ever had. You know, years ago, we didn't even have all these special envoys. We didn't have a specific law enforcement units, et cetera, uh, with regard to hate crimes and so on. How to explain, uh, uh, you know, th this paradox? And, you know, uh, I was asked to, to try and give some reasons. And very quickly, what I said was the first thing was that the phenomenon, the, the globalization that I mentioned, it, ha it has an interactive effect. What happens in London and Paris replicates itself in Montreal, Toronto, and elsewhere. So when you had that convoy that went through the streets of London saying, F the Jews will rape your daughters, you had a convoy afterwards here, you know, saying this, the same thing. And then you've got the particular amplification through the online hate. I just saw yesterday a datum which I found so disturbing that, you know, some 90% of, of, uh, of uh, anti-Semitism on Twitter is not removed. The ADL just came out with this report. So it's not only that you're, you're getting the amplifying, magnifying, and, and, and exponential increase in the online hate, but in fact, we don't yet have a comprehensive, it's not just legislative, it's the social media, the platforms, etc. They have to be involved as well in assuming their responsibility. So this has to be an integrated, comprehensive effort. So back to uh, law enforcement, are you seeing in Canada a more concerted effort to enforce, to arrest, to, to find people than before the summit? You know, one of the things I found in, in encouraging is that, um, you know, there's more, uh, we still need to enhance this, but we have more education of law enforcement officers and the like. Okay, so that's it. Bottom line, one year anniversary is going quietly. You're not having a cake. You're not having a party. Thank you again, Professor Kotler, for being on the CJN Daily. And it's great to see you again. Great to see you. Just stay healthy. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to the families of three prominent Ottawa men who passed away in the past week, Dr. Norman Wolfish, George Gara, and Stan Ages. We'll end today with this clip from Sam Eskenazi. He runs La'ad. It's a Jewish organization which also got federal money to fight anti-Semitism. They train law enforcement personnel and public servants about who Jews are and what anti-Semitism is. Eskenazi was also at the emergency summit last July. I think the summit was important in the sense that it brought the issue of anti-Semitism to the national stage. So obviously you have the, the federal government hosting the summit. Um, politicians, you know, even if they weren't necessarily aware of the issue or maybe of how important it is to the Jewish community, I think they became aware. Um, the challenge with, you know, any of these summits, uh, any of these issues is really the same thing. And it's, you know, it's like having a plant. You, you can't just, you know, water the plant once and, and now, you know, now that's it. So you have to continually water this plant. Okay.